Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, and ASE certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive will help you keep it running, as he's done here on CCO for, well, I'm guessing, Dan, I keep guessing, probably around 23 years or so. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing quite well, thank you, on this uh, holiday weekend. Is it hot enough for you? I don't know where you are, but... Um, it's uh, it's it's already seventy here in the Twin Cities. Uh, well, where I am, it's fifty and sunny. Beautiful <laughs> day. The high today is seventy five. I'm in Colorado. So you're 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 right now. You're saying it's five zero fifty. Fifty degrees. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful morning. All right. I guess it is. Yeah. Well, Dan, yeah. as I said, is helping you out as he has for many years here on CSU. If you have any car truck van issues. Uh, you want to ask your uh, technician friend, Dan, before you bring it in your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, at least you're going to be armed with uh, maybe some information you did not have before. So let's uh, get it rolling. If you have uh, any kind of a car care question, call us or text us, 651-989-9226. A text number is uh, 81807. In fact, we already had a text message, Dan, just a few minutes back. And it goes like this. Dan, how do you go about fixing and replacing a broken gas cap door cable? Well, there's, there's, you know, they're all different. I, I don't know what the, right, exactly. what the, how, how it works, but there's several different ways that they're mounted, but they're all mounted some way and, uh, and they are serviceable. They can be replaced. Um, so it just depends which uh which style that you have and they're usually quite simple and i'm sure quite inexpensive to replace so if you have no idea then my recommendation would be go ahead and take it into your shop they'll figure out what to order what they need and uh and get it ordered and and you can probably stop back and in a very short time get that cable replaced sounds like you guys have done that at lloyd's Many times, yep. Many yeah. times. Well, you know, the gas cap yeah. door is something you use. You know, All the time. It's used regularly. <laughs> Indeed. Which is two good things. One is if you use it all the time, you know that it keeps moving and working, which is important. Uh, but oftentimes when you use it all the time, it can wear out too. So that's the way it goes. And it's even more expensive now as you open up that door to fill up this weekend. It's uh, Yeah, it's trending up, isn't it? Yeah, I've noticed that at the gas pump that it's getting more expensive. Here's another text, Dan, a 2000 Chevy pickup with a big V8, 50,000 miles on it. It takes twice to start, have replaced the fuel pressure switch two times, runs fine now. Any ideas when when they switch it off? So evidently that's still an issue with the uh, fuel pressure yeah. switch. You know, well, I don't know if it's the fuel pressure. That That's what the test would be, and it's actually a very easy test would be, you know, we would get the vehicle set up with a couple pieces of equipment, one, of course, being a fuel pressure gauge, and then we would, another would be a spark indicator, another one would be some way to interface with the fuel injectors, and then we would go ahead and try and start the vehicle and see uh, what's missing. 
And based, and obviously something's missing if it's not starting. Based on the piece that's that's not uh, that's not operating at the time, uh, that would give us some Im- input. On a Chevy, one of the things that I'm that I'm thinking of quite often fails is the uh, the security part of the key. So my first piece of advice would be try a different key. Try the other key, your spare key, uh-huh. and see if see if that makes a difference because it might. And if it does, then uh, then you know that that's what it is. And if you just take that other bad key and go have it replaced, which is easy to do, uh, that'll take care of it for you. Very good. Let's go to the phones. I think John is calling from uh, St. Paul. John, you're on with Dan. Hi, good morning, Dan. Yeah, I was driving uh, from Highland Park up to the fairgrounds about three miles uh, midday, and all of a sudden my car starts uh, jerking or whatever, and running rough, the engine did. So I turned off on the side street, parked it. I looked at the dash, and it said oil, but the oil was fine. After about an hour and a half, I drove home. The car ran perfectly again. Never had a problem with either the oil or the coolant. And I checked the coolant. The coolant was two gallons low. Two gallons low. I filled it up, and since then, it just keeps taking a little bit of uh, coolant every day. But I can't figure it out because there's no leakage underneath. You got any idea what that, what's going on? Yeah. be bad news. That might be bad news, I'm afraid. Uh, if you're losing coolant and you're not seeing it come or uh, drip anywhere, then there's a good chance that it's dripping inside the engine somewhere through a head gasket or a cracked cylinder head or something like that. And, you know, with the with the hot weather that we're experiencing, that sort of stuff is going to show up now. Uh, people have been getting by, you know, through the spring with the cool weather and and uh, the you know the, our vehicles have not really been tested for the heat, and uh, it, they're going to be tested now, obviously. And but if it's, you're losing coolant, then it's probably going into a cylinder head. What we would do is we have a way of pressurizing the the um, cooling system. We would remove all the spark plugs from the vehicle, and then we would take a borescope, a uh, little camera, a little miniature camera that we can stick down inside the cylinder and look for a residue of coolant. And if we find any coolant at all, then we know that certainly there's a problem and, and coolant is getting into the uh, into the cylinder. When you were driving, and if, it, if there's enough coolant getting in for it to misfire, uh, that's a pretty big problem. So uh, you probably want to have that checked out pretty soon. What would be the solution if what you say is true there? That's well, then uh, a pretty significant engine repair, which would include removing the cylinder head or cylinder heads. I don't know what's, what kind of vehicle it is, mm-hmm. but uh, removing the cylinder heads, you know, have you would have the heads tested to see if there's any cracks in them. And if not, you'd look for a crack in the gasket, which is most common. Uh, you'd have the... the uh, Cylinder head resurfaced so everything's perfectly smooth again, and then put a new gasket and put it back together, and you'll be good to go for a long time again. All right, there you go, John. Good luck with that. Thanks for the call. 651 989 9226. If you're just joining us this holiday weekend, AOC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul with us, helping you out. Speaking of uh, motors, uh, engine repair, question is via text, Dan. says, Does Lloyd's overhaul engines or or, or uh, do you outsource that not many people do that anymore you know we'll do cylinder repairs but a complete overhaul engine rebuild 
uh, no, we have, uh, we would, if somebody wanted a rebuilt engine and we do them often, uh, we buy a, uh, engine from a manufacturer or from a rebuilder, uh-huh. uh, and then install it in your car. Well, I bet and you that's, that's a job. Most, well, it, well, it's, yeah, but yeah. you know, it's, <laughs> it's more common because it's, uh, cars are worth it. You know, they're, they're that's so right. expensive to replace. If you have to spend five or $6,000 even, uh, on a car, it, sometimes it often makes sense. My sales pitch to people is that, you know, if with a repair, we can get, uh, you know, ca- your car into near perfect operating condition for three or $4,000, I'll, you know, show them the car and say, well, if you could buy that car for three or 4000 I mean, it's worthless now. Yeah. If, if you could buy that car for three or $4,000, would you do it? And, of course, the answer is yes. And I said, well, then I guess the repair makes sense because yep. when it's done, it'll be good as new again. Good deal. Dan, we have yeah. to take a break, so hang on. Uh, Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive is with us on this steamy weekend. I want to ask Dan when we come back about heat. I'm sure the guys there at Lloyd's are doing a lot of uh, AC repair. And uh, I want to find out how that affects not only the cars uh, themselves but the batteries too versus cold weather. We'll talk to Dan. Of course, pick up on your uh, calls and your text messages here on this Saturday. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Where exactly are you guys located there, Dan? We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria on Grand Avenue, which is having Grand Old Day uh, next weekend. Next weekend, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's always the first weekend in June, so that would be be next weekend. Good deal. So, yeah, that's a lot to look forward to. Anyway, we're right in the heart of that on Grand Avenue. Uh, you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give us a call, not today, because we're closed for the long holiday weekend, but uh, but uh, during the week, next week, at 651-228-1316. Good deal. Well, it's 70 right now. We're heading here in the Twin Cities now for 96 or so. As I mentioned just before the break, I would imagine that you folks at Lloyd's were kind of busy, as you have been, with heat-related stuff. We are. And, you know, uh, in the hot weather, cars, it used to be that our busiest season was severe cold. Yeah. And that's not true anymore. But uh, because they have gotten, cars have gotten so good with, you know, fuel injection and with uh, new technology of batteries, new technology of oil. In cold weather, if your car is, you know, in good shape, it starts. That's just true anymore. And uh, But but hot weather is still very, very hard on a car. And uh, in the severe heat is when all of the weaknesses will show up. If you have a failing battery, uh, we're going to find it out this week. Uh, you know, if your if your alternator is weak or starter or any of the electrical components, uh, that sort of stuff is going to show up. If you say, for example, you've been getting along and your car's been running just a little bit hot, but not you know, uh, not overheating, uh, that's going to show up now. And you know, the weather's been cool enough that, say, for example, the electric cooling fans haven't been working properly. Uh, you've been getting away with that, but that's not going to be true now this week. It's, you need everything working just right, and and uh, that sort of stuff's going to show up now. Yeah. That's just the way it goes. Pretty intense, yeah, 96 today, 97 tomorrow. Uh, here's a text, yeah. Dan. Uh, it says, I have a uh, 
2007 Ford Freestyle, 160,000 miles on it. My mechanic said that one of the top motor mounts has disintegrated and that it would not be a problem if I did not replace it. I am interested in your opinion on this. Thank you. Well, motor mounts are important. Uh, you know, the, the, the engine is mounted on these rubber mounts. You know, it, it needs to be secure, but it also needs to be flexible so that you don't, if it was sitting right on the metal, the roughness of the engine, you'd feel that throughout the car and it would feel terrible. Um, and also when you accelerate uh, in either forward or reverse, uh, the torque of that acceleration causes the engine to move. If ever you've, uh, uh, you know, been looking at an engine when you put it in gear, you see that the engine takes quite a jolt. It, it moves quite a bit. And if one of the engine mounts has deteriorated to the point where it's broken, then the motor is not secured properly. And so I don't like that idea of, of just leaving it. If it's deteriorated and rotted, and oftentimes it's oil dripping on the uh, motor mount that ruins it. But if it's deteriorated and rotted, I think that it's important for your engine to be secure uh, in the car. Yeah. So I guess I have a different opinion. I would say that should probably be fixed. All right. 651-989-9226. There's a line open. By the way, Dan's going to be here for about another 14, 15 minutes. So don't wait if you do have a question or send a text, 81 81- 807. Speaking of text messages, 2003 Camry, 10 days ago, texter says, had a pipe with catalytic converter replaced and oil changed. Now I have a burst of exhaust when starting. What do you think the possibilities? What does that mean, a burst of exhaust? I wonder if a sound. Um, that's what I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, well, it could be a sound or it could be smoke. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about them both. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, if it's a sound, then the same thing that I just mentioned, you know, when you start the engine, the uh, the engine flexes didn't get that pipe secured properly when they installed it. When it flexes in that position, it allows the exhaust to leak out, and, and certainly you'll hear that. Uh, if all of a sudden now out the tailpipe you're getting a, a puff of smoke, um, I, that probably no, probably nothing's changed. You were probably getting a puff of smoke before, but if the exhaust was leaking before, you weren't seeing it because it was coming out under the car. So, um, cars, you know, if the car's older, uh, a little bit of oil from you know is capable of dripping into the cylinder, and it doesn't take much oil to make a big puff of smoke when you first start the car. And we see that quite a bit. Rarely does it cause much of a problem. So if it's just a little bit, uh, and and that the smoke is only happening when you first start the car, I don't think I would worry about that. Okay, Dan, I tell you what, we have to take our usual bottom of the hour break. We've got uh, calls rolling in and uh, text messages as well. So uh, hang on, Dan. We'll take this break. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive with us on this Saturday. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny, along with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Dan, we have a few minutes to go. To uh, help folks out, let's get George and Afton's question answered. Go ahead, George. Thank you. Uh, thanks for taking the call. I enjoy your show. Thank you. Uh, Dan, I have a 1999 Mercedes SL500. It's a V8. I want to change the spark plugs. They're easy to get at. My question is, do you do anything special? That's an aluminum head. I've, I've never changed plugs on aluminum head. I've changed it a lot on steel heads. But any concerns about stripping it or anything? 
Well, you have to feel, you know, it has a feel to it as it's coming out. If you go to crack the spark plug loose, and they'll be, they'll be in there pretty tight. But as you crack it loose, it should be loose right away. And, uh, and I, I'm, first of all, I'm sure you won't have any trouble. They'll come right out. But when you go to crack them loose, if all of a sudden the spark plug feels like it's starting to bind, like it's, not good, like it's getting worse instead of better, then you need to stop and take it in and get some help. Uh, because I, I, don't, I don't want to see your car after the problem has been created. I want to see it so that I can be a part of the solution from the very beginning. Uh, and you also want to be able to drive the car. But uh, once you crack the spark plug loose and say you've turned it a half a turn, uh, it should be very easy to come out the rest of the way. And I'm sure it will be. Uh, and then uh, maybe you want to put a, just a just a little dab of anti-seize on the threads uh, as you're going back in just to keep them uh, so that the next time you want to change them, they'll come out easily again uh, uh, next time. Okay. There you go. A uh, texter says this, Dan, a 2013 Corolla. Toyota says lifetime transmission fluid. Do you agree with lifetime, that term? You know, I, yeah, I do. And uh, I'll tell you why, because, uh, first of all, changing it or dealing with it requires a professional. And the way that the many are the uh, design, the engineering of the transmission and the engineering of the fluid has made it capable of doing that. In other words, the fluid in, a, in the sealed system that it is uh, doesn't get much contamination, and they've figured that with that lack of contamination that the, uh, the transmission fluid will last forever. And uh, so for that reason, I, I agree with them. The, the problem is sometimes you go to change the transmission fluid, uh, in a lifetime operation like that, and you create more trouble than you're than you're helping. Hmm. So, you know, in a perfect world, yeah, brand new fluid is better. But uh, I'm not sure that that makes sense to to try and do that if you're going to create a problem in the process. Okay. Texter says a 2007 uh, accent speedometer has gone berserk. Is that a big deal to fix? Well, it's electronic. It's, you know, there's a sensor on the transmission somewhere or on one of the axles or somewhere. There's a sensor that's telling the, uh, sending the computer a signal as to how fast the vehicle is going. And then that signal is being sent to the, to the instrument cluster. And, uh, for us, it's an easy solution because I'll just hook up my computer to see what the transmission part of it's reading. If that's reading accurately, then the problem is in the dash. And I'd say most commonly that's what we find is that uh, some sort of connection or something has happened or lack of connection in the dash has happened or poor connection and uh, it is causing the trouble. So, uh, but yeah, if you take that in, it'll be a pretty, uh, might not be a cheap repair, but it'll be a pretty simple diagnosis. Oh, okay. Uh, there's another text, Dan, a 1999 uh, F-250 will not turn over, not even a click. Battery fully charged, connections are clean, vehicle was stored inside all winter, tried moving shift lever back and forth, still nothing. Well, that's a, <clears throat> you're on the right track. Uh, and it's a very simple electrical diagram, if you get the electrical diagram, to see where the 
power starts. It's obviously coming from the battery, uh, goes through the ignition switch, and then probably like through the park neutral switch. And then from there goes to a solenoid on the starter or on the firewall. I'm not sure which on that vehicle. Um, but you have to kind of trace it one direction, either starting at the battery or more likely at the starter, go backwards and see where the power is lacking. And uh, usually that's a very simple uh, solution also. You'll find out very good chance it's the starter itself uh, that a connection in the starter has failed. But uh, But you need to prove that by knowing that you have power and ground at the starter like you're supposed to when you're cranking the vehicle over. Texter wants to know, what are your thoughts on flushing radiators in high-mileage vehicles? That is maybe around 200,000 or so. Yeah, there's no reason not to. If the coolant is dirty, contaminated, and uh, the manufacturer recommends it on a certain interval along the way, none of the mileage intervals go up to 200,000 miles. They, uh, at that point, they're saying, you know, do what's needed. <laughs> uh, and that's probably true. You should, uh, you should do things as needed at, at that point. But uh, if they recommended changing coolant on an interval, then there's no reason not to continue to do that. Um, new coolant is not going to hurt an old vehicle or, you know, cause things to deteriorate or leak or anything like that. Okay. Uh, new coolant is only better. Good deal. Uh, Texas says, I know a car, and this is kind of re- related to what we were talking about last half hour. I know a car needs to be winterized. Does it need to be summarized? If so, what needs to be done? It does need to, it does need to be uh, seasonally uh, inspected. So I, we could do away with the terms. <laughs> it needs to be checked when there's a change of season and uh, for good reason, because in, uh, you know, there's different demands under on a vehicle under different conditions. And the summer stuff that we're going to check is not greatly different than the winter stuff. Uh, we're going to check the battery. We're going to check all the fluids. We're going to do a safety inspection on the steering and suspension and tires and all that sort of stuff. In the summer, we're going to check the air conditioner uh, to be sure that that's working. We're going to be sure that the electric cooling fans are working properly uh, so that it's capable of cooling. And then one thing that uh, that we're seeing some of the, and we've talked about this before, is where uh, over the fall last year or during the winter or, or, or last summer, the radiator and, and condenser for the radiator or for the cooling or for the air conditioning have gotten all gummed up with uh, tree debris and dust and dirt and all that sort of stuff. So, Sometimes a car will come in running hot, and all that really needs to be done is that all needs to be cleaned out uh, and and rinsed clean so that uh, it's capable of of having air flow through it to cool the radiator properly. So uh, we see that quite often where where uh, that that's all that's wrong with it is it needs to be cleaned. Well, Dan, we're out of time. We got to make way for Haskell's Wine Chat. Uh, for folks that want to get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's, how do we do that? Well, give us a call. Uh, we're at 651-228-1316. You can leave a message today because we're not open, but uh, but next week we will be. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or best, just come on over. 
uh, take a look and see what you think of us. We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Good deal, and uh, we hope you have a safe rest of the holiday, Dan. We'll be talking to you one week from today, right? Sounds good. We'll be in studio. Good deal. Thank you, Dan. Dan Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue. Yeah, grand old days next uh, weekend. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.